Ah, summer. The best time of the year usually doesn't come with a great deal. Soaring temperatures come with soaring prices. But what if there was another way? With IKEA, your summer plans can last longer than two weeks of vacation and be more affordable. At IKEA, everyone can have lounge chair access. No reservations needed. From affordable outdoor furniture to stylish accessories, they have all of the essentials that you need to soak up summer in style no matter the size of your space. Start planning a better summer with IKEA. It's your outdoor dreams inside your budget. Who doesn't love shopping at Target? Did you know the all-new Target Circle is the free and easy way to get the most deals at Target? And when you pay with your Target Circle card, you can save an extra 5% your way every day. But wait, there's more. Now you've got a new way to save with Target Circle 360. With unlimited same-day delivery, Target Circle 360 is the fastest way to get your order to your door or someone else's. Right now, sign up for Target Circle 360 for just $49 for your first year of membership. That's $50 off the regular price. Visit Target.com slash Circle or the Target app for more details. Same-day delivery is subject to terms, applies to orders over $35. For 5% discount, restrictions apply. See program rules in-store or at Target.com slash Circle Card. The Elevation with Stephen Furtick podcast was created with you in mind. This is a podcast for those feeling discouraged or needing guidance from God. Together in this podcast, we'll dive deep into scripture, uncover the powerful truths that will help you rise above your limitations and embrace your full potential. We're here to equip you with the tools you need to conquer life's challenges. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people it gives me a lot of hope if you liked locatora before you're gonna love season nine subscribe to our show and you'll see why locatora is your prima's favorite podcast listen to locatora radio as part of the michael Tura podcast network available on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts i am all in with Scott Patterson, an iHeartRadio podcast. Hey, everybody. Scott Patterson. This is I Am All In podcast. We're very excited. This is our first episode, and we have a big gun coming in to talk to us right away, right off the bat. We're giving you the big people. It's Yanni Truesdale, ladies and gentlemen. Bonjour. That's it. Bonjour. <laughs> Yanni, you're looking fantastic. Well, Look at you. All the plastic surgery. It does. I haven't done that yet. I, I think I'm. I, 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 I'm kidding. Well, let's talk after, all right? Because it's like yeah. I'm in real need. How? <laughs> how you? Are you in Australia? 
I'm in Australia. It's 9 a.m. for me. I woke up early just for you. Oh, my you know, you're the you're, you're our first guest. Oh, really? You're the first guest. You're the first guy I wanted on. I said, so what's the, uh, what's the occasion or what's like, I know very little. I just said yes. And uh, here I am. But <laughs> you're my name. It's a yes. You don't yeah, even have to ask, yes. right? Yeah. Right. So what it, what's going on? I'm doing, this is a podcast for iHeart. So, wow. uh, okay, and, and cool. we're, and, and I'm having, you know, everybody that wants to come on the show, just sort of, you know, banter with me and, and take so a walk down first, memory. Lane. That's your first podcast ever? Ever. Today. Oh ever. My God. I've never done a podcast before. Where, wow. That's so funny. Where would I, I, you know, I did a pod, I was a guest on a podcast about a year and a half ago. The yeah. producer and I hit it off and then. I don't know, about nine months ago, I called her and said, what about this idea? And she goes, sure, let's do it. <laughs> it was as simple right. as that. <laughs> Good for you. And I Good said, I'm idea. not doing it unless Truesdale is the first guest right out of the gate. Yes, well, there you go. And you a recurring guest. And I fought for you, and I won. There you are. <laughs> How are you? I'm great. We're moving into our new place tomorrow. So we're a little in flux for the last couple of months as the house is remodeled. And, you know, I sold where, the old place. Where is that, may I ask? Um, it's a little closer to the beach. Let's just say. Okay. That. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Because yeah. I'm like, I, I, you don't want to give your address. What's the address? It's <laughs> one, two, three Primrose Lane, any town, America, USA, one double O O O. So, uh, that's exciting. I uh, like the beach. That's that's one part that I enjoy being here a lot is that the house is right on the beach. Uh, that's that's that? uh, that's a life changer. Isn't it great? Isn't that great? Oh my god! It, for me, the ocean is everything. Yeah. I like I regroup. Yes. Yeah. So there's a ton of questions. Okay. There's a ton yeah, of questions. Yeah. Fans want to know. This is yeah. you know I really I want to do this before the fans. You know they're 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 getting hung out to dry a little bit and. Yeah. We should be doing more episodes, and we're not. And everybody's, you know, you're turning into this international superstar, never available. You know, someone's got to do it. And, I you mean, know, I, Melissa took all the room. I'm trying <laughs> to <focus>. <laughs> so, <laughs> I want to know, and the fans want to know, how'd you get the part? Tell us how you got the part. What was the process? Oh, like? uh, Michelle. Yes. Oh my God. Well, yeah. I had moved to LA uh, ten months prior something like that um right and uh because i wanted to work in america because my career was all in canada and right. i felt like i had done it and um a friend of a friend i actually went a friend a friend of mine had a date with an assistant at caa mm -hmm. and she didn't want to go by herself mm. can't blame and her she, yeah CAA. And it was a lunch date <laughs> <laughs> right better wear and a hockey so, suit <laughs> so i was like i can't go it's a date she's like no it's not a date just come anyway i was so embarrassed to be there and be in the way that i was trying to be funny and entertaining during that lunch well little did i know that this assistant became an agent six months later and did find me funny and had seen the breakdown for gilmore and michelle uh... i didn't have an agent he called oh, and he said, I saw this part and I thought of you. Do you have an agent? Like, I was like, yeah, that would be my first audition in LA. Yes, really? Please, can I? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. 
What a and great that's how, Were you nervous yeah. when you went in? Were you a little bit nervous? Uh, I mean, you're you're a, you're a real professional. I mean, you're really a trained well, theater yeah. actor. Do you, do you get nervous? I don't really get nervous when I'm prepared. Right. If exactly. I'm nervous, it's because I got the script last minute and like I don't know the words. Yeah, and, and, yeah. But if I'm prepared and I know the lines and stuff, so I was not. I was not nervous. I was excited because okay. that was, was my first audition in LA. Right. Right. Um. But yeah. So and then I had like I don't know gazillion callbacks. It took it took a while. Really? Oh, that's because yeah, it was a, it was a series. It was written as a series regular part. It so. was a series regular. Yeah. No one knew me. Yeah. Um, and so I had to go back for Amy. I had to go back for producer. I had to go back for studio and then network. So right. Like that. So I, okay. So let's talk about when you read the script initially. What were your initial thoughts on, on Michelle? I don't think I had the script. Wow. I think I had I had few scenes. Few scenes. Couple of sides. Right. A couple of sides. And you were lucky if they spelled your name right. It wasn't right. Rochelle or or Dishell, yeah. You know, because they did that to me. It was Luke and then Duke. And I said I didn't prepare the Duke. Oh really? They yeah. changed it. Oh my god. They I gave me two that. scenes, but one said Luke, the other said said Duke. <laughs> so they said oh, and I thought, you know, know naturally I thought, well, maybe that's a typo, but I didn't prepare it and because I had yeah. th three auditions that day. And, and they said, Well, go out and learn it, come back. And I said, Okay, thanks a lot for that. <laughs> but was your was your part originally not a series regular? It was a guest star role oh. on the pilot. But it began with the diner and ended with the diner. So we figured it was just a heat check anyway, you know? Interesting. Yeah. It was a chemistry wow. check. Because you know how they, they reshoot stuff yeah, all yeah, the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, you know, and I was, I was, a, I was in, I even, I'm still a peon, but I was still a small, I was a small, tiny, nothing peon back then. They could have just like recast, like, get out of here, go, go away. They do that, but it, they yeah. didn't because the magic was there. The magic was there, right? Yeah. So, so, so. Was it easy to perfect that accent, knowing that you're 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 from Quebec? Was that character from Quebec? Where was he from? What no, was that character was from was Parisian, was French, and the accent is different from a French Canadian accent. Right. But because that accent is so familiar to me, right? It would like I didn't have to spend much time on that. That oh, was not so. No, no, because yeah. you just. No. I, you just nailed that so huge. It was just well, such a, you know, you have this way of forcing people, and I hate you for it, but I love you for it, right? <laughs> of hanging on every single word um, with that accent, mellifluous, that rolling. Uh, yeah. And it still has a bite to it. So it's, it's uh, do you consider Michelle to be rude or just honest? I think honest, honest, but in a context of a different <laughs> culture, you know, because, because Michelle, Michelle in Paris is not rude. Right. They're, they're all like, they're all like him. Right, right, right. You, right. you put him in a context of, a, of an America. Yeah. That, that he is rude because people don't speak their mind. That right, way. right, right. No, uh, when they do, it's because they're being rude. He, <laughs> he's just, and the French love to have an argument. Right, but it, right. You would think they're fighting, but it's just they love the conversation and the banter and arguing yeah. about yeah. a subject and yeah. just taking on purpose the opposite side Absolutely. of it. Absolutely. Right. Just, like dissect. I mean, you just can't that. sit there and eat the dinner. 
you know, you right. got you gotta fun. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you gotta get so, to know people. So yeah, I don't think he is rude. No. Right. right. Okay. All right. Yeah. Um so here's a little bit of a personal question. Do you think people think that you are prickly in real life? Yes, they do. They, they do. do. Yeah. They do. Yeah, because, well, hmm. They think because when you do something well in this business, as you know, people think you are that person. Right. So they're always, first of all, shocked that when I open my mouth, when they've never seen me in anything else, <laughs> that I don't speak like Michelle. It's like, well, no, this is a character. I'm not. Uh, but um, And then they're like, oh, you're so nice. You're so sweet. I was afraid to say hi to you. <laughs> right, 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 right. Don't, don't be right. afraid. I'm not going to bite you. So there's a little bit of that perception that you are th that character, but um, quickly they realize how charming I am. It's overwhelming. Yes, it's yes, overwhelming. Well, well, that's why I fought so hard for you to be the debut <laughs> guest on the debut podcast. Because you know they wanted they wanted Tom Cruise, and I said no, yes. no, 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 no. No, it's got to be yeah, unique. Tom, Tom called me this morning. Or I walk. He was upset. He's still upset. He's a little upset, but that's okay. I we'll mean, listen, I, I killed my chances of ever being in like Mission Impossible 17 or 18 or 19 or anything. There's, there's no way. I'm out. Right? No, yeah, no, no. yeah, I'll throw a good word for you. Yeah. So uh, he called me this morning and said, I'm removing the panic button from your fireplace. <laughs> <laughs> um. What do you think is the uh, what's your favorite Michelle line? Do you have a favorite? Do you do you even remember? I, mean, so long I, have, I can't remember. We had so many, it's, so yeah, many, so many, twenty per lines. episode. I know. Yeah, so it's really hard to pick. There's there's one that has stuck over the years that people right. keep mentioning. So it's the one from the pilot. People have particularly stupid today. I can't talk to any more of them. But <laughs> I I still like very much that line from. I can't remember which episode when there was an elderly lady at the end and she came to the front desk and said, excuse me, sir, do you know where I can find the best antiques? And Michelle's answer was at your house, I guess. <laughs> I, I just thought that was <laughs> I like that line a lot. It's a yeah. Good line. yeah. <laughs> Let's, uh, look, listen, we cannot we cannot not talk about Lauren Graham. Um, yeah, of course. I just watched the pilot, and I haven't seen the pilot in a long time. I was stunned at how great, how great she is, and how oh, she was fantastic, nuanced, yeah. and so yeah. funny, and so effortless, and just wow. And you layered. guys, yes, absolutely. Even even yeah. the pauses and everything. I mean, it was just. Yeah. Uh, working on a level that few can. Um, yeah. And the two of you together were, it was just perfection. So let me ask you, on a, on, on a personal side, did yeah. did the chemistry between you and Lauren, uh, was it was it immediate or did it grow over time? I, I would say immediate, right. um, but we became friends. So I am sure that the personal friendship that we had outside informed the work over the years but right. um but we immediately liked each other and immediately went for a coffee i think when we came back from so there was there was an instant like oh i like you who are mm -hmm. you oh mm -hmm. i like you who are right, you right 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 um, 
right. and it never went away. So right. good. Yeah. Good. And Melissa, you, you remain friends with Melissa. What's it like working oh, yeah. with her? Well, obviously I'm, I'm here in Australia doing a show with her now. Right. Uh, we've remained friends uh, all of these years, but um, you know, she is now kind of a big actress so i don't get to see her as much <laughs> as i used to so that's the blessing of doing this job together this right, netflix show, right right is that we can hang out and see each other and and go to dinner and, and all of that so right that's, right that's been fun to reconnect and and enjoy each other's company uh well give her my best tell her i said hello um yes um so listen, uh, Michelle's favorite singer on the show is Celine Dion. How do you personally, Yannick, how do you feel about Celine Dion? Oh, <laughs> I mean, I'm, I've always been impressed by the talent, the, the voice, yeah, yeah. Um, and, and the, the dedication to, I mean, you guys don't know this, but you know, we've known Celine since she was 14 or 13 or whatever age she was. And at a very, very young age, she said on TV and everyone laughed and she looked a little weird and she had bad teeth. She said she wanted to be as famous as Michael Jackson. Huh. And she said, and she, I think she was, she said that like, she was not even 20. She was like nine, 18. Wow. So, you know, and I, I appreciate someone's dedication to their dream yep. and she remained focused and she wanted that. And she got it somehow. I mean, she was yeah. never Michael Jackson. No one can be Michael Jackson, but it's an image. And she's definitely, you know, she's worldwide famous and known and has a decision. Yeah, I, 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 yeah, I think that level of fame and talent, I, th I think that just doesn't happen. You, you ra Rarely does it happen. I mean, it happens. Yeah. You have to want it. I mean, you have to you, want you it have very, want it. very badly. Yeah. Um, yeah. And that then you'll put the work in and you'll... You know, there's no plan B. There's no fallback right. plan. It's yeah, just like, it. this is what I am. This is what I. That yeah. relationship with her manager that became her husband right. and all that. I just find the whole thing fascinating. Yep. He, he mortgages his house to finance her first album and the whole thing. Right. It's just there's something magical in this whole um, story. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, in some ways, I, I mean, I'm not, I don't buy her albums and stuff. It's not my kind of music. But I do admire the talent. Good, excellent. Yeah. Um, so, uh, you know, I took a few thing, things from the set. I, I borrowed them. I borrowed them. I just, right. I just wanted to make sure they were going to be well looked at. Yeah. Of course. Um, yeah. What about you? What did you? What did you borrow? Well, and what are you overseeing? What are you looking well, after? Well, I mean, maybe <laughs> they have. Uh, put in storage uh, <laughs> at, my, at my house a few of the, the suits maybe i'm maybe. not sure I would, I would have to look into this I'm not even you're gonna have to look on the the bill of lading to see yeah it may be someone <laughs> or a tie probably yeah, could, a tie. could be a know. belt not, who knows yeah yeah who knows hey that's good enough for me pal <laughs> <Huh>? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Um, you know, there were seven of us who were in all the episodes, all 154. What was your, what was your favorite moment? Moment? Yes. Mo not episode. Moment. No, moments. Filming. What was your favorite moment? I know what wow. mine was. You, d you do? Yeah, what but you, you, no, you go first. Huh. <clears throat> I mean, it, it's... 
It's so hot. There's an episode that that was one of the most fun episodes for me was the episode when Michelle went to LA and to the Price is Right and he got Botox and veneers and all of that. It was just a, a lot had happened to him and it was layered in the story how he was. Right. So so it t- right. that episode right. tickled me. Right. Tickled me. And, and I remember at the table read like people laugh a lot at the stuff he had Mm-hmm. to do in the episode right so i think filming that episode uh would be the highlight because you got out of your your box a little bit and it was yeah, fun yeah yeah and there, and there yeah. were more things happening mm-hmm. to him in right that episode. right a little bit like when he lost his dog something was happening because otherwise michelle was always like in and out commenting on what was happening, but rarely something happened to him. Right, right. Um, so what would be, what was yours? You know, it, it's odd because people, you know, give me a little grief when I tell them because of all, you know, I said, all oh, the people you get to work with and all those great moments you had with Lauren and all the characters. I said, yeah, but it was, that was common. I said, the thing that I never got to do was to to do action in, and, and, oh. And and all it took was a wall, and a sledgehammer, and uh, and smashing a hole in the wall, and telling uh, uh, Jess, "This is your room now, and we can." You know, I had a couple of lines. Yeah. I forget what that. Yeah, but I got to do something physical. And you love that. And I just thought, wow, this is the first time in you know all these years that I got to do anything like this. I know. Yeah, oh, that's interesting. So it's so it, 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 it's, yeah, and and walking through those bikers that you know the the bicycle racers through the thing, which yeah. I didn't receive stunt pay for, and I could have yeah. been injured <laughs> because they were flying around. They were going very fast, and I had to walk right through them and not look at them. At oh, an angle. Right. Oh, they were. Oh. oh, yeah. You weren't there that day, but they were zipping. You know the bike race thing. Yeah. They were real racers with really fast bikes. My God. Uh, and I did it again and again and again. Never got hit. And uh, uh, I was. Stunts are I, interesting. I, I find, I'm discovering that I have to do a lot of stunts in the show I'm shooting here in Australia because I play an angel. Um, and, uh, so I have to do a lot of flying it in in the air and I, I, I flew out of a car the other day and all kinds of stuff. And I have a big battle fight that I'm training for and it's all new to me, but I love physical stuff. It's very, it's very exciting and gratifying blue screen. I've never done blue screen stuff, you know, where you really have to use your imagination to create something that is not there. Right. Um, it's, 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 it's a part of, it's a part of the acting brain. I agree. I, yeah. I love to use it more. That's why I enjoyed that moment so much. Cause it wasn't like, okay, chunks of dialogue, chunks of dialogue, chunks of blocking, yeah. chunks of dialogue. Here we go again. Now it's just like, right, okay, right. hit the wall. All right. Um, uh, okay. So you recent, well, so we, so we talked about, so it's called God's favorite idiot. Yes. And tell us a little bit about the premise. I mean, you told us a little bit, but what's happening? Yeah, so it basically, it's Melissa McCarthy and Ben Falcone. Ben wrote it. Uh, it's Leslie Bibb and Kevin Dunn and myself. And it's basically God has chosen this really simple guy who works in a tech company who's played by Ben Falcone to save the world. 
nothing more, nothing less. <laughs> he would be and my I, first choice too. I mean, yeah, yeah, and he doesn't understand why he's chosen because right. he's like me. Why? What am I supposed <laughs> to do? <laughs> and, so, and so, um, God sends an angel, an archangel, uh, Samuel, who is me, uh, to kind of guide him into the mission gotcha. uh, of saving the world. Gotcha. So that, that's basically the very silly premise, um, and it's it's a lot of fun. And is it's a movie or is it a series? No, it's a series. Eight episodes. Ah. Uh, two, we're shooting two seasons. Wow. Back to back, yeah. Wow. So it's 16 episodes total. Yeah. Oh, fence. good for you. That's a Thank fantastic you. gig. So you're going to do them all down there? Yes, we're here until August. We've been here since February. Unbelievable. That's an yeah. eight-month eight job. Eight-month job. But, and by the way, in a country that has handled the pandemic amazingly, there's no COVID around. We don't wear masks here. We don't do distanciation. We don't do it like there's yeah. no COVID. Yeah. So, I mean, that really is God sent. Really. Yeah. I, uh, yeah. No, I, uh, I, I, I went down to the beach today and... Uh, and didn't wear a mask, and I was almost arrested. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, right. I, I got some dirty looks from the police, and I just said, Hi, have a nice day. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're in a different country, in different situations. I forgot it. You know, I go yeah, down yeah. there and ride the bike yeah. and, you know, run a little yeah. bit, and I just, I forgot it today. Boy, yeah. that, that, that raised some hackles, let me tell you something. Yes. Um, uh, you know what? I, how many times did you and I have scenes together? Not that many. We, not we, that many. Nah, I do remember that time where you came to the front desk and you wanted to see Lorelai and I was giving you grief. On right, right. Yes, yes. Uh, I remember that scene and another scene where I wanted you to fix something in the end, or maybe it's the same episode. I don't know. But we kitchen. Had, we did, yeah. We, we were in the kitchen. We did. We, there were lines back and forth, but not many. Not many, very few. Jesus. Very few. Like with Ed Herman, I think I had one scene in the whole thing right isn't it amazing yeah. the two most talented guys in in the history of hollywood and they don't match us together it's yeah. it's, it's, it's it's isn't it bizarre isn't it weird i was like where are you going with it <laughs> um, <laughs> so I was i actually <laughs> amy could have sent me to your diner a couple of times i don't know yeah right know. right you know, cats. yeah yeah i just i wasn't the guy to sort of like leave notes for her with ideas, right. or with ideas, right? No, no, no. Because I yeah. saw what happened to people that did, and they were, you know, it was like the floor went out from under them, and they, they oh, really? fell under the people, shark pool. Have like, I mean, tried to do that. Oh, oh I, I, I think people have tried to do that. Yeah, no. We I, had a, we had a, we had an extra come in. He had one line, and he uh -huh. he started doing a soliloquy in rehearsal, and oh, we're like, guy, uh, cool. let's let's just wind it down oh. now and have a little chat. That's oh. <laughs> not going to work here. Oh my God, no. I know. I know oh. you think this is your moment. And you're going to take advantage of. Good for you. Don't yeah. lose that mentality. But not here. Yeah, no, no, no. <laughs> that was not the show for that. No, 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 no. And let me ask you this. And this is not from an egotistical point of view. I have to ask this question. It's just out of uh, curiosity. How did you feel about the character of Luke? How did I feel? I mean, you mean Michelle? How did he feel about you? I think let's go with both you and Michelle. How well, did Michelle you, Yannick, feel about? Him? Well, Michelle didn't. Michelle didn't care about you. Clearly, <laughs> you're like you were. You couldn't have been more remote from anything he liked or cared about. <laughs> uh, that's for sure. 
but Yannick uh, thought that it was a great character that you developed and made made him very uh, daring. And um, you just kept, you, you know he was just a good guy. You you just imper impersonated this this good manly, <laughs> good hearted. But I, I yeah, that's how I perceived that character. Right. It's just like right. the guy that works at this place, and you go and. His good heart. He comes from a good place and means well. Does right. his best, you know. Right. Does yeah. what he can do. Guy that is never going to leave that town. Right. He's never going to. It's not even in the like. He right. doesn't. It's like, not even forget it. No. Yeah. And he sees her, and it's like now you know any thoughts of leaving. You're like no, no. No, I'm staying. Yeah. I'm gonna. I'm yeah. gonna. I'm gonna. I'm gonna fight it. I'm gonna. I'm gonna wait. I'm gonna. Be, I, I'm gonna I, be worth. I've always said. By the way, I've always said that in my next life, I would like to be reincarnated in someone like that who doesn't have really ambition, who's very easily satisfied, mm -hmm. who likes what they have going on, mm -hmm. and that's it. Like a simple life. Right. Right. I, you know, I feel like it must be very uh, peaceful. <laughs> I don't know. I don't see it in the cards for you. I think you're going to come back some kind of a king. I, I really oh, do. No, yeah, yeah, no, yeah. Yeah, no, no, you're going to have no. it. You're going to have it. You're going to have it. <laughs> I think that's done. That wasn't. No, 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 no. You screwed up. You were assassinated a few times. Now you're coming back. You're going to do it right. You're going to do it right this time, and you will All be. Right, you we'll will see. be revered. Okay. All right. Uh, um. All right. Here's here's, and listen. I I'm not going to take this personally. Because I, I think I already know the answer. Who's your favorite character to work with? To work with, well, it's 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 easy to pick because they're the only two that I worked with. Really yes. <laughs> right. It's it's Melissa and Lauren. Right, but right. All of my scenes, mm -hmm. all of my scenes were with her. I did have scenes with Kelly Bishop from time to time, and I had a lot of fun yep. playing with her. Yeah, yeah. She's still a friend to this day. Mm -hmm. um, How's she doing? She's doing. She's doing okay. Yeah. She, she lost her husband yes. last, and the, it's it's been challenging because she lost her husband, and then the pandemic arrived. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. A lot of loneliness, um, but she she's she's doing better. She's good. doing better. Good, 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 good. Yeah. Um, so we hear that one of your guilty pleasures is The Bachelor. Did you watch it this season? What are your thoughts? Ah, when did I say that? I mean, I think I watched it. <laughs> one, I watched it one season years ago. I want to say like a decade ago, like mm -hmm. a really long time ago. Mm -hmm. I'm not sure how it happened, and I just got hooked on the characters that were there and the people, and then you get invested somehow. It's a really mm -hmm. weird, by the way, the same happened here when I did my quarantine in Australia in Sydney, cause you're stuck in a hotel room and I watched TV. Like right, 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 right. And there's a show here called Married at First Sight. I don't know if it exists in America, uh, which is a, the weirdest concept on earth. You marry someone you've never met. Yeah, that's, and, then, that's... and then you date. Right. And then literally the characters of those people are just uh, questionable at best. And I just got invested. And, and I had to watch the last uh -huh. episode was Sunday. And I set my timer on my phone. To not forget. <laughs> <laughs> and it was it was it was that bad, huh? Yeah, the timer. You had to use the timer. It's just fascinating <laughs> to watch human nature and pettiness and I don't. Yeah, know. yeah, it is. It truly is. It truly it's, is. Yeah. Um, you know, we have. You know, you're with you're with the uh, uh, 
we're going to do some conventions together once it once it opens back up. You know, we're the same agent. I don't know. Oh, that's true. But I yes. haven't done that in so long. I, I know. Well, no, nobody there. has. But I did yeah. a couple with Sean. Oh uh, uh, yeah, yeah. I had in the past too. I had. Yeah. Uh, I did. I did one in Houston with Milo, and we did a we did a panel together, and we did. The, it was just there's so it's. You, you're gonna love this because you haven't done them before. Have you done them before? You've you have I've done, right. I've done a couple. I've done a couple, Ugh. but I haven't done them much. No. You get to yeah. meet the fans. It's yeah, it's, yeah. it's so fans, much. But you fun. meet the fans every day on the streets. You know what I mean? So yeah, but this is different. They're really like they're really coming to, and they're and you can right. spend time with them. True. You true, can true. really you they, you really you know you can spend a couple of minutes with them just talking to them and getting to know them and right. it's, it's it's fantastic. So it'll be fun to do that. So okay, you ready for rapid fire? I'm going to fire some questions at you. Okay, sure. You ready? Yeah, go. Okay, all right. How do you like? How do you take your coffee? Uh, very rarely quick coffee. Really, can, it's tea. I'm drinking mainly green tea. Can so, you smell no. snow? Can you smell snow? Nope. Okay, are you team Logan, Jess, or Dean? Dean. Who's the daddy? What does that mean? Who's the daddy? <laughs> who's who's the who's, oh, who's the daddy? Oh, it's it's a uh, Logan. Uh, no. Best best me- I don't know. Yeah. Best memory of Gilmore Girls. Best memory of Gilmore Girls. Uh, uh, Sally Strutters and uh, uh, saying uh, not finding, not having a chair to sit on outside, and it's like forty five degrees, and <laughs> saying, uh, "Don't they know who we were?" Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, she's going to be on next week. Um, Favorite Friday night dinner meal? Oh boy, I my I'm too old to remember that. Just say burger and fries, milkshake. Uh, Show you're binge watching right now. I just finished "It's a Sin," a British show created by the guy who created Queer as Folk. Uh, Cried like a baby. It's about the AIDS crisis in in London in the eighties. It's fantastic. Okay, Uh, this is obvious. Uh, Cast member, you texted most recently melissa there you go boom there you go about my chocolate cake that i brought them on saturday and wanted to know if there was any any left (laughs) (laughs) these are the important issues that people don't know about behind the scenes see we've 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 lifted the curtain a little bit and these are the issues these are the important this is the glue that holds these relationships together um i appreciate the time that you gave waking up earlier to talk to us and Uh, it's always great talking to you it's great seeing you Please come back. Please come back. We'll be calling right. on you again. Okay. All right, sir. So, so if you can wake up again, we would yeah. love to have you back on because this was really fun. Um, Thanks for Give my best, best to Melissa and Ben. Have a great shoot. Um, Thank you, sir. And all the best, my friend. Stay healthy. Stay safe. Okay. You too, Scott. All right, buddy. Nice seeing you. Talking okay. To you. Good seeing you, pal. Bye. All right. Bye-bye. All right. Yannick Truesdale, what a what a guy, what a talent, what a guest. Uh, he'll be back hopefully many, many times during this podcast. But we have another super guest, uh, Grammy-winning singer-songwriter extraordinaire, Macy Gray. She'll come on later in the show, Macy Gray. So stay tuned.
Bring a little optimism into your life with The Bright Side, a new kind of daily podcast from Hello Sunshine, hosted by me, Danielle Robay, and me, Simone Boyce. Every weekday, we're bringing you conversations about culture, the latest trends, inspiration, and so much more. Thank you for taking the light, and you're going to shine it all over the world, and it makes me really happy. I never imagined that I would get the chance to carry this honor and help be a part of this legacy. Listen to The Bright Side on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search The Bright Side. Imagine you ask two people the same exact set of seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver. And this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including actress and star of the mega hit sitcom Friends, Courtney Cox. You can't go around it, so you just go through it. This is a roadblock. It's going to catch you down the road. Go through it. Deal with it. Comedian, writer, and star of the series Catastrophe, Rob Delaney. I shouldn't feel guilty about my son's death. He died of a brain tumor. It's part of what happens when your kid dies. Intellectually, you'll understand that it's not your fault, but you'll still feel guilty. Alt-rock icon, Liz Fair. That personal disaster wrote Guyville. So everything comes out of a dead end. And many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. I never thought I'd take my three young kids to Sicily to solve a century-old mystery, but that's what I'm doing in my new podcast, The Sicilian Inheritance. Join us as we travel thousands of miles on the beautiful and crazy island of Sicily, as I trace my roots back through a mystery for the ages and untangle clues within my family's origin story, which has morphed like a game of telephone through the generations. Was our family matriarch killed in a land deal gone wrong? Or was it by the Sicilian Mafia? A lover's quarrel? Or was she, as my father believed, a witch? Listen to The Sicilian Inheritance on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And guess what? So are we. Just in case you forgot, I'm Tori Deal. I'm a six-time finalist and a challenge champion. And I'm Anissa Ferrer, and I've been gracing your screens for the last two decades. I am a veteran challenger and challenge all-star. And speaking of all-stars, All-Stars 4 is finally here. I'm going to be honest. I literally thought this day was never going to come. Well, the challenge gods have answered our prayers, and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, redemption seekers, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. Anyone can win, relationships matter, and only one all-star will claim the title of challenge champion. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey everybody, Scott Patterson. I am all in podcast. We're back. Uh, wasn't he great? Don't you just love Yanni Truesdale? I mean, my God, what a fun guy. Um, could talk to him all day. He's going to come back and talk to us some more. Okay, so now we're going to bring in Amy, our uh, our intrepid producer of the podcast, and she's going to fire off some questions and try to stump me. Good luck. And we are all um, watching Gilmore Girls again, and we're- except for you. Who's watching Except it? for, well, right. 
No, I'm going to experience because I've never seen it. I'm gonna I'm going to experience it for the first time. Is that true, I, I, Scott? Is that true? It's true. Well, yeah. Here's here's the here's the cliche: when you make the sausage, you don't want to eat it. So um, I'll work on that. That'll <laughs> maybe not not no pun intended. I'll try to make that line a little more appetizing, but. Um, yeah, I know I didn't go home and watch it. I've only ever seen winter cause I was at the Netflix premiere I attended and I was forced to watch it Okay, and I liked it. I was very impressed by it. And then I saw the pilot back in 2001 or when it aired. So you have uh, not seen the pilot until today tw- from 20 years ago. Correct. What, correct. what did you think? I watched it, uh, upstairs. Um, we're in her, uh, my wife's parents condo is cause I bought a new house and we're not ready to go in the house yet. They're still doing some work and I had to be upstairs. Uh, there's many levels to this place, but I had to watch it up in an, uh, up in the den upstairs. And my, my son, my wife is helping my son with the virtual schooling and going through that. And I was up there cracking up because <laughs> I forgot how funny it was. <laughs> And, uh, you know, Drella came on and said, get the heck out of my way. And it was just, it was just wonderful to watch it. Um, and my wife, my wife kept shouting up, will you be quiet? We're trying to learn here. I said, so am I. (laughs) So, uh, yeah, after 21 years, it was, uh, it was opening. It really was wonderful show. I have to say it's a really good show. It holds up. Like I've, I've watched it a lot, a lot of times. I mean, I've probably watched every episode maybe three or four right, times right. five times and i laugh and it holds up it's it's really as good today as it was 20 years ago it's really just beautifully woven in with the comedy and the drama and how i mean it's just wonderfully acted i mean every single person that appears on the screen is just delivering and it's wonderful to watch lauren's great god Boy, she's skilled. And, and you know, and Jared Padalecki had some some great moments. And I got he was 18 at that time. He was 18 years old and he knew what he was doing as an actor because well, those scenes are really great. Will you take us back? How did you get the job? Oh, sure. Yeah. Well, it was uh, third audition, second audition of the day. I had three auditions that day. It was over on the west side of L.A. and I lived uh, on the ho- West Hollywood side. So. It was a second audition. I, I came in. It was a room full of guys. I'd prepared one scene. I'd read the script. You know, I took it seriously. I was a, a professional auditioner, and I was doing very well and getting, you know, to be the bridesmaid, and I knew would never never get the job. But they'd say, oh, we, we love them, but it's not going to work out. So um, so I went in with this kind of like the, the, the dumb courage of the, the truly burnt out actor where I just didn't care anymore because I was so busy. I was actually teaching acting. I had a ton of students. I had a ton of classes to teach. I had to get through these auditions and get to the theater and teach my class. Um, so I just was in a rush. So I did the scene. I liked the people in the room. I met Amy. I met Gavin. I met Leslie Linka Gladder. I Great vibe casting. Will you tell everybody who are, so for for anyone who doesn't know, who are those people you just named? Uh, Well, Amy, Amy Sherman Palladino was the uh, uh, creator of the show, the series with her husband, Dan Palladino. So, so Amy was in the room. I don't think Dan was there. I may be mistaken. They, they may correct me, which they're wont to do. Um, But, uh, and the director was there, Leslie Linka Gladder, who is uh, uh, a much awarded uh, television director and film director. Gavin Pallone, executive producer, was there as well, uh, casting 
I forget who was casting, um, but I just, you know, I just came in for a um, a guest star role. It wasn't a series regular job. So oh, it was really? just like, yeah, yeah. It wasn't to be, a, it was just like, go in, do the gig. Maybe you'll get it. You'll do a one And was thing. it Luke? Were you going yeah. in? Whoa. Yeah. So at that yeah. time, Luke was just sort of like a bit player. Well, it bookended the script. Luke Steiner bookended the script. It was, it, we, we begin the pilot there. We end the pilot there. Right. And then there's like a little middle thing, I think. But, uh, but you um, were like the I, third lead in the show. You know, became, anyone listening? It, it became that. Whoa. Okay. But that took, you know, that took a couple of years, you know, as no. the fans responded to that relationship, the potential of that relationship. Uh, which was, you know, on the screen, it was incendiary. It really Wait, no way. Like, We're jumping around here. So when you book this part, it was right. not to be like where it was Lauren, Alexis, no. you. I think they had it, you know, they were doing a chemistry check. And I think had it not worked out chemistry-wise with Lauren, they would have probably recast or, mm. you know, they do that a lot with pilots. Right, right, right. But it worked. Yeah, I found out. I read a book that, that Jared was not the original dean. Oh, really? But anyway, so, so I go in the room and I do the audition and, you know, I, I was nailing stuff all the time. It wasn't hard for me to, to audition well. I mean, these are, you know, I, I kind of know what I'm doing and I walked in and I did my job and I liked the people, but I didn't like them too much because you can't like them too much, right? You know, <laughs> you got to flip to psychology somehow. And then, uh, and then I left and they go, whoa, whoa, where are you going? You got another scene to do? I said, no, I don't. You sent one scene. They said, no, we sent two. No. And they showed me the sides and I looked on my sides and I said, wait a minute, who's Duke? I said, there's another character here. There's a Luke and a Duke. You want me to do the Duke scene too? <laughs> oh, that's a, that's a misprint. Sorry. Sorry. So can you go out and learn the scene? Come back and do it. Sure. Five minutes later, come back in, do the scene. Can I go now, please? I have to go meet Carmen Electra. Um, she's playing a fembot. I'm going wait, to what? be her boss. This it's is like a different... No yeah. way. Charlie's Angels type movie, I think it was. And I was going to be like the, the what do they call him? Boz? Was it Boz? Hey, Boz? Yeah, Bosley. He was the guy. Through, yeah, Bosley. <laughs> so, or no, sure. the love interest. The love interest of the fembot. So, and the script was what? actually pretty good. So I was kind of excited to go go to that one. Uh, and that was on the West Side. So that's what I did. And I left. And you know, so I had you a have no play. idea like this is going to change my life. No idea. I, I never thought I had a chance because it was, the script was so good. Um, and movie uh, actors and actresses were starting to move into TV in a big way at that point. Um, and that's when the trend was really sort of picking up momentum in 2000. Um, and I thought, this is too good. They're going to get movie people and it's, we don't have a chance. We don't have a chance. And, uh, by the time I got home, it was about five o'clock. There was a message on my answering machine. Remember answering machines? So you push a button and you hear the message. And uh, my manager said, uh, you got the job. You got the gig. You're going, you know, you're going to no fly way. to Toronto in 10 days or so or two weeks and do the job. Yeah, I did read that, that they shot the pilot in Canada, but yeah, you knew Toronto. you were going to do the series if it went to series in Los Angeles. Is it that was, right? It, it was a vote. It was kind of a vote. You know, they, they took a poll with the cast and I don't think anybody really wanted to relocate to Toronto, even though it's a beautiful place. I mean, it's a really spectacular place, but people, you know, had families there and they just didn't want to uproot anything. And, you know, so Warner Brothers built an entire, ba the, the entire back lot of Warner Brothers. They just built it up to look like that Unionville and uh, that beautiful place. In, I know I've been uh, there for anyone, yeah, people yeah. listening. It's pretty, 
It's really awesome pretty. Awesome yeah, It's really pretty. Yeah. So um, when did you find out from the pilot? Okay, so tell us, you go and do, the, you shoot this pilot up in Canada. Right. And that's when you meet Lauren right. for the first time? Uh, so flew in. They lost my bags, went to the hotel in a tracksuit. And they said, I, uh, they sympathized with me at check-in. And they said, some of your cast is waiting for you across the street. And it was this kind of five-star restaurant, French restaurant across the street. And I said, I can't go there in a tracksuit. And they said, sure you can. You're a big time person now. You're filming a show. Nobody cares. So I went over and uh, they were very kind. The maitre d' was, we were expecting you and you and Lauren is here. And I met Lauren for the first time. And I was just like, wow, wow, this is, this is fantastic. She's, She's a bit overwhelming when you meet her because there's a yeah. lot, a lot of beauty, a lot of she intelligence tall flying. Yeah, she's tall. So it's a, a striking figure. Um, and she was just so kind and warm and welcoming. And we had a drink. Did someone tell you to wear a hat backwards or was that you? Uh, I, I walked in that way. I walked into the audition that way because that's how I dressed. You know, yeah, you still cash. do. <laughs> Still, no. <laughs> still, still wearing it's, it. I have a, a flowing locks and a, a real thick mane of hair. I like to cover it up um, sometimes. So but. you kind of, did you wear those plaid shirts too? No, t-shirt. it's LA. I was wearing t-shirts. So they were like, hey, put this flannel on. Keep that hat backwards. Uh, and, yeah. you're, and this is what you're going to wear for the next yeah. seven and years. I was, I, was, I, I was happy about it because, you know, now I don't have to go through the hair process and the makeup trailer at 5 a.m. It's like, just throw a, throw a little powder on my face. If you want, I'll throw a hat on. I'll be on set in five minutes. Is Luke you? Are you Luke? Like, do you have similarities uh, or not really? Yeah. Some. Yeah. I don't suffer fools and, and you know, I can get a little impatient sometimes. But I, he's very, you know, the thing about that character, he was so tight. And look, mm -hmm. reading the script, you're seeing all these happy, fluffy, wonderful colors coming out of all these characters. Right. And I thought this thing is going to float away like a helium balloon if there isn't an anchor here. And I know that was part of Lauren's job as well. And Kelly had that job as well as did Ed. Yeah. Uh, but I thought in a love interest, in a town sense, it's got to be that guy. He's got to be that guy. He's got to anchor that show or do at least do his part to anchor that show and not give in to this rhythm and this sort of, you know, this, this kind of elevated happiness and all of the stuff. And right, I, right, right. And, and so I just, that's the choice I made going into the audition and Hey, it could have failed. I could have fallen on my face with it. And they go, why is this guy being so grumpy? You know, what's, what's with the attitude. But I thought that's the only way that that relationship is possibly going to be interesting or work. I think they kind of describe him as cranky with a heart or cranky, right. but cares. Yeah. Just don't show it. I mean, show it in, in actions, but not in, you know, sappy kind of smiles and like, oh, you know. <laughs> the thing about the pilot is you like these people right yeah. away. You like yeah. every single one of them. Yeah. Immediately. They're real. Yeah. They're real people. You don't see television shows with so many varied personalities that are real, that are believable. You don't see that. And there's a ton of them. There's 30 of them. In that town, I mean, there's there's so many characters, and they're there all are so, so distinctive. There so many characters, and you meet yeah. you meet a good chunk of them in the pilot, and you yeah. kind of know them right away. Like, right. I think that was the magic too. You sort of figure out who's who. Okay, so mm -hmm. here's my question: 
do they tell you, and we see this more in episode two, so we'll talk more about this next week, but does someone tell you, you guys kind of like each other, or there's like a small hint of flirt, or there's like a little crush, like, do you know that? (sighs) They don't tell you too much, but they give you a little, you know, they give you little nuggets. You know, Amy gave me a couple nuggets and it was like, yeah, I, I know how to play this. I'm not, yeah. I'm not going to show, I'm not going to show very much at all uh, until the very last we scene. We see like a then glimmer, a glimmer. It, yeah, a glimmer yeah. in episode yeah. one. And next week right. we'll talk about it more because in episode two, you see it. It's almost like foreshadowing, but we, right. I digress. Okay. So my other question <laughs> to you is how often do people call you Luke when you're like walking <laughs> down the street? <laughs> Uh, season two, going to work. I was on Kawanga, the Kawanga Pass, going to Barham. Uh, there was a cab driver, a big guy, uh, a car accident, and he was nobody was stopping to help him. So I pulled over to, to stop him, and that's pretty dangerous that early in the morning, a lot of traffic. And it was still kind of dark out, and I just, I mean, he was 280, and he was unconscious and kind of coming to. And I got him out of his car and I was helping him to the side of the road and somebody drove by, I don't know, 50 miles an hour. And they go, that a boy, Luke. <laughs> Wait a minute. No. So that Help was like the out. first time. That was the first time. No, it wasn't the first time, but it was the first, it was Major. The, the oddest time. And does it happen, <laughs> to be does it happen now? <laughs> does it happen now? Yeah. Everywhere I go. Yeah. Like people don't even say Scott. They say Luke. They, if they say anything. They'll just say, you know, like I like to go down to the beach and ride a bike. So I'll rent a bike and they'll, you know, the people that work there, will, you know, they'll rent me the bike. And then when I bring it back, they go, by the way, we really love the show. You know, this kind of thing. <laughs> totally. And it's like, it's, it's always a nice little aside, right? It's do like, they say, they, get off your cell phone. <laughs> no, they don't do that. Oh you know, that's actually, you know, they actually, that actually has happened a couple of times. Obviously. I mean, I would be spewing yeah. Gilmore yeah. lines at you like right. constantly. There was a guy at the gym that, that yelled at me to get off my cell phone. And I know, I know why he did it. It's the best. He had a smile. He had a smile on his face. And I'm like, why is this guy yelling? And why is he smiling? And why is he bothering me? Before we go to break, will someone tell us who the, were we right? Who was the original Dean? Uh, that was uh, Nathan Weatherington. I mean, it's common knowledge. Come on, guys. Come on. Um, Listen, we're going to go to a quick break. We'll be right back. Bring a little optimism into your life with The Bright Side, a new kind of daily podcast from Hello Sunshine, hosted by me, Danielle Robay, and me, Simone Boyce. Every weekday, we're bringing you conversations about culture, the latest trends, inspiration, and so much more. Thank you for taking the light, and you're going to shine it all over the world, and it makes me really happy. I never imagined that I would get the chance to carry this honor and help be a part of this legacy. Listen to The Bright Side on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search The Bright Side. I never thought I'd take my three young kids to Sicily to solve a century-old mystery. But that's what I'm doing in my new podcast, The Sicilian Inheritance. Join us as we travel thousands of miles on the beautiful and crazy island of Sicily. As I trace my roots back through a mystery for the ages and untangle clues within my family's origin story, which is morphed like a game of telephone through the generations. Was our family matriarch killed in a land deal gone wrong? Or was it by the Sicilian mafia? A lover's quarrel? Or was she, as my father believed, a witch? 
Listen to The Sicilian Inheritance on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you ask two people the same exact set of seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including actress and star of the mega hit sitcom Friends, Courtney Cox. You can't go around it, so you just go through it. This is a roadblock. It's going to catch you down the road. Go through it. Deal with it. Comedian, writer, and star of the series Catastrophe, Rob Delaney. I shouldn't feel guilty about my son's death. He died of a brain tumor. It's part of what happens when your kid dies. Intellectually, you'll understand that it's not your fault, but you'll still feel guilty. Alt-rock icon, Liz Fair. That personal disaster wrote Guyville. So everything comes out of a dead end. And many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. Hello, from Wonder Media Network, I'm Jenny Kaplan, host of Womanica, a daily podcast that introduces you to the fascinating lives of women history has forgotten. This month, we're bringing you the stories of disappearing acts. There's the 17th century fraudster who convinced men she was a German princess. The 1950s folk singer who literally drove off into the sunset and was never heard from again. The First Nations activist whose kidnapping and murder ignited decades of discourse about indigenous women's disappearances. And the young daughter of a Russian czar whose legendary escape led to even more intrigue and speculation. These stories make us consider what it means to disappear and why a woman might even want to make herself scarce. Listen to Amanica on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You know, the Gilmore actors that played uh, uh, Lorelai's parents, uh, Richard and Emily Gilmore, were some of the most recognizable actors. And, and Richard, of course, was uh, played by Ed Herman. Uh, uh, beautifully played by Ed Herman and and the same with Kelly Bishop who played uh, Emily Gilmore I was so aware of Ed and I remember filming that first scene with him on the golf course I was like I'm, I'm working with a legend today well and Kelly is the mom in Dirty Dancing yeah, like exactly, are you kidding exactly. me nobody puts baby yeah. in a corner like she's like she, you guys don't remember this she goes she gets that from me and it's like oh my god that's like she's such yeah. a major from Dirty Dancing yeah, they were definitely the the, the senior members of the staff uh, in that show. And, and he Sally was like Struthers. I mean, yeah, yeah, like he played FDR yeah. in like a couple things. Or he was sort of like a right. And I think right. he was, yeah, he had just had this great body of work. Yep. I mean, but nobody puts baby in a corner. Oh my god. No, no. <laughs> but Sally, you know, Sally. I grew up with Sally and watching All in the Family, that iconic show. And it so was Sally so Struthers will be on with us next week when she has yeah. her first appearance in episode two. So yeah, she was, that was pretty major that she was in there too. You guys, we have to talk about Melissa McCarthy in this pilot episode. I, I'm watching it for the first time with you, Scott, and I mm -hmm. am so shook that she was in the first episode. And I obviously went to Google and found out that she's a regular throughout the series. But I'm like, this oh, is... Sure massive like melissa mccarthy and gilmore yeah. girls so cool yeah she she's uh, hysterically 
funny and a very, very gifted actress. You know, we all, she was with, um, oh God, what's that comedy troupe? Uh, Groundlings. In LA. Groundlings. So she was a member of Groundlings. We all went to see her one evening. She did four or five different characters. She wrote all her material. We were laughing so hard. Our sides hurt. She's so good at that stuff. Um, creating characters. And that scene, that scene was priceless where she's just going to set the whole place on fire and hit people with the pans and the whole, whoa, everybody's helping her out. So it just goes to show you how good a cook she was, right? To tolerate that. She stays for the whole run of the show. She's there the whole oh, sure. time. Yeah. Oh, the whole, yeah. Yeah. It wouldn't have been the same without her. Yeah. And, she, and they, you know, and it was all, I always thought it was like Suki got cast as a regular because Alex Borstein could not get out of her uh, contract with Fox because she was doing that show with Fox. She was doing a sketch comedy show with Fox. Mad TV. I think she was doing Mad TV. So Alex was the harp player Drella, but she was supposed to be Suki. Right, right. She was supposed to be Suki. So they just eliminated the Drella thing, right? Or they create either they did that or they created the Drella so that she could do the one-off yeah. and go back to Mad TV, right? And then they cast Suki. So at the time, you know, we knew how good Alex was nailing that role. And we were like, oh, God, how are you going to replace that? And then, and of course, you know, Melissa McCarthy happens, and you're like, oh, that's how. <laughs> well, and then Alex goes on to win the Emmy for Maisel with yeah. Amy Sherman Palladino. So it's like, yeah. she must yeah. like her. She likes working with who she likes working with. Yeah, they're very, they're very good friends. Yeah, they've been known each other a long time. And She's uh, yeah, so good yeah. on Mrs. Maisel. Ugh, amazing. Oh, my God. Amazing. Yeah. In the pilot, you've got mm -hmm. two big scenes in the beginning and at the end. I have. Yeah. Well, basically, well, I don't, I wouldn't say they're big, but I think they're, they're lines that I utter that uh, live uh, in the Gilmore sphere uh, for eternity. Uh, uh, red meat can kill you in joy, which is the last thing I say. Uh, <laughs> or maybe not the last thing, but that, that little blur before that little <laughs> connection with the, with the Oxford and no hat on and the little glimmer between Laurel and I and I, um, and then, uh, calling her an addict yep. in the first scene. So, great, and is that the problem. scene where she, where Rory says, are you my new daddy to the guy? Flirting uh, with that is, the, that is the scene with the guy, the guy who has, he doesn't look like Milo, but he sort of sounds like Milo. He has the sort of same rhythms as Milo. I noticed watching today, yeah. thinking, boy, that's, that kind of sounds and feels like Milo. He's um, the one that's flirting with both of them. Right. He yeah. hits on Lorelai and then he hits on Rory. Uh, Rory and then Lorelai comes up and said, that's my daughter. And he goes, well, I have a friend. I'm traveling with a friend. <laughs> I mean, creepy guy. <laughs> he goes, she's 16. He goes, we'll be going. I think so. Drive safe. I'm Riley and I'm reading the pop culture references. There was a lot of them in this first episode. Oh, so right. the first one was RuPaul. Uh, when Lorelai brings out her large makeup case and Rory says, God, RuPaul does not need this much makeup. And, you know, when I was uh, teaching acting, Ru RuPaul was a student of mine. No. Uh, yes. I, I, I did have a private session with RuPaul. A friend of mine said, would you help RuPaul with a film audition? And I said, sure, of course, it's what I do. And, uh, and that's how I got started in the whole teaching acting thing is doing privates for friends. And they said, you're really good at this. And I got a call back and I got the job and you should think about charging for this. And so I, you know, I charged, you know, 20 bucks. I didn't, <laughs> I didn't want to charge very much. Um, but then I got so many people because people charge 150, $200 an hour. 
but it was a wonderful session and a terrific actor, terrific actor. I was, I was really surprised. I didn't know what to expect, but you know. So this was in Luke's scene actually, where uh, Lorelai says, look, officer Krup Krupke. Krupke. Uh, Krupke. She's right at that table right there. West side story. Oh, none of us. Officer Krupke. <laughs> that went over. You know, they're all dancing around. That went yeah. over the 20s, yeah. the 30s, and the 40s. Yeah. It sure did. Yeah. yeah, I'm a bit over 40, just a bit, you know, just a, just a drip over 40. So, yeah, well, I, I grew up with West Side Story, so I know Officer Krupke. Next we have Rory was looking at her Chilton skirt, and she says, I'm going to be in a Britney Spears video. Totally works. Yeah, yeah. Works for me. Does that work yeah. for you, the young ones here? Oh, absolutely. It was a really funny line. I laughed out loud. That's when my wife said, will you keep it down up there? And I said, no, it's funny. <laughs> I'm going to be in a Britney Spears video. <laughs> it it does seem like a show opposite. with this many references of the time could seem so yeah. dated or like the things could be so sort of like antiquated, if that's the right word. But none of that does not happen at all. I feel that these writers were geniuses. You know, they hit they hit it out of the park on this one. I mean, that's why I didn't think I would get it. I thought this is too good, too good for me. Um, before we bring in Macy, uh, Riley, give us uh, the Macy Gray references in the pilot episode. Yeah, so the first one, uh, Lorelai says to Rory, well, you're crabby. And Rory says, I'm sorry, I lost my Macy Gray CD. I need caffeine. Lorelai says, oh, I have your Macy Gray CD and pulls the CD out of her purse. And then the next one, um, Macy Gray's I Try plays right after Lorelai and Rory's fight in Rory's room. Knowledge. Amazing knowledge. What a great story she has. What a great story. Um, you know, she, she had a very austere mother who was a math teacher and, you know, drummed this work ethic into her and getting great grades and she didn't think she had a great voice at all. She was actually embarrassed to sing and... You know, she's in L.A. kicking around and, you know, trying to make something happen. And she ends up meeting a guy and they did a demo and then she started getting some gigs. And then one thing led to another. I mean, she I think she got signed by Atlantic Records and they dropped her because the guy who signed her left. And then she went back home and then she came back to L.A. a couple of years later because 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 another age, another um, a record guy agent, whatever, um, got in touch with her and said, well, give it another shot. Come on back. Let's do it. And the rest is history. No way. And she's a, she's a good songwriter. Yeah. She's a good, cause I, you know, I write songs too. I write a lot of songs. I've written 30 songs this winter and I've recorded three songs and we're going to, you know, potentially hear some of these songs, but, um, she's a really good songwriter and she's got a really unique voice and, you know, you, she opens her mouth and you know that. Yeah. Song, yeah. Definitely. Right? definitely. So, and that is so rare. It's really rare. Um, where it sounds actually great. You want to listen to it, but she's very unique and she just never realized it. And she had to be convinced that, you know, and all singers hate their voices. They hate them. Elton John hates his voice. Bono hates his voice. Everybody, every producer I've ever talked to has said, I've worked with so-and-so and so-and-so they hate their voices. So, you know, it's a common story. How do you feel about yours? I, I don't care for it. <laughs> Well, well, okay, so Macy Gray is coming up in, like, just a few minutes. Okay, Riley, what else? <laughs> I don't care for it. That's why I don't watch myself on these I was going to make a joke about it's the terrible. sausage, but then it just felt weird. It was, like, what about God, how the God. sausage is made. It's, like, I don't know. I, 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 
I guess 20 years later, does it get easier to watch it now? Yeah. Yeah. Now I can, cause I can enjoy it. I have time to sort of sit back and really appreciate it. I mean, it. I don't so want to be like flirty, but you look good. Like right from the start, I'm like, they're cute. Uh, Somebody uh, uh, I will out in this one of the I like to think it was my show, talent, definitely. But I'm, now I'm finding out now. Nah. Somebody said <laughs> I'm crushing on Scott watching this. Oh, Becky did it. Uh, yeah, sure did. I was like, wait, young Scott is pretty darn cute. <laughs> oh man, oh, stop! I don't man. know how I'm he feels about they just called him Young it. Scott. But Riley, what <laughs> else? I know. <laughs> uh, please on. refer to me as Young Scott, please, please. When referencing You're still Young Scott. <laughs> Forever no, young. No, but 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 that's okay. Uh open season on that. Go ahead. Before uh, Macy Gray gets here, Riley, what else yeah. was in the episode that was like pop culture? So we have uh Rory and Lorelai were standing outside for their, their weekly dinner, and she says, Do we go in or do we just stand here reenacting the little match girl? Oh yeah, that didn't I didn't get that. I didn't that's I'm I'm drawing a blank so on it. So I looked time. it up because I didn't get <laughs> yeah. it either. <laughs> Um, I guess it's an old story about this little girl who would sell matches outside, um, but uh-huh. she would look through to see everybody warm while she was out in the cold. But that's the that's why people rewatch the show because there's so many references and they look them up and then they watch them again totally. and enjoy them on a different level with knowledge. Yes. So the last one I have is Dean sees Rory. She dropped everything and he mentions Rosemary's baby. Uh, was this when she was talking about cake? Was this one? She's like Ruth before, Gordon. Yes. Ruth, no, Ruth Gordon with the tan. You're standing over me like Ruth Gordon with a tannis root. And he goes, "Rosemary's <laughs> babies," and she's like, "What? He's beautiful and he reads. Yeah, or at least he watches movies." But, mm-hmm. um, yeah, it's a good moment for Dean. And then he had the Moby Dick line too. Another literature, right. yeah. Um, yeah. But I also like Amy loved the cake, the, the <laughs> multiple mentions of cake because she was so nervous talking to the round. The round, they make them really round. Yes. Right. <laughs> and then ends with, well, the cake, you know. <laughs> We're also missing the Nick at Night mention, which personally, me being in my 30s, I loved because that was a huge part of my childhood. Is it even around anymore? No, that's at a night? good question. Is Nick at that's Night around? That's a good question. Yeah, I don't know. Actually, I don't know, but I mean, I definitely got the reference. Yeah, they used to show like old timey things, right? Like I Dream of Genie or stuff like that. Yeah, right. Licensing play. Yeah, yeah. Good for them. So, ladies, what were your favorite lines from the episode? My favorite was when Rory said, "Chicago, Wendy, Oprah." (laughs) (laughs) But it's how she said Oprah. Exactly. That little pause, and then she kind of swallowed the word. It was really good acting, and it really made it funny. Um, I'll go next. Mine was, uh, Rory comes in, you're happy. Did you do something slutty? And Lorelai says, <laughs> that not was that mine. happy. <laughs> <laughs> I picked the same one. I literally yeah. could not stop laughing after she said that. I'm like, that is so good. The fact that yeah. she's saying that to her mom, like, it's so yeah. good. But what about if you're going to throw your life away, like, for God's sakes, make sure he has a motorcycle. I'm saying it wrong, though. Somebody give the exact quote. But what was that? No, one? no, we know. Right. If you're going to, right. If you're going to throw your life away, at least make sure he has a motorcycle. Sure. My favorite line was in the diner to the creepy guy hitting on her. When he realized he wasn't going to get anywhere, he goes, well, I have to go. And she goes, so soon? <laughs> He goes, what? He goes, just kidding. <laughs> it's like, it says everything about that character. 
like how on top of it she is, how detached she is, how silly she thought the whole thing was, and how much fun that you were going to have with that character yeah. just based on so soon. <laughs> you can really watch it two <laughs> times in a row and hear something you yeah. missed. Yeah. Like this is not I'm a sure. show that you can be typing emails no. or like going to the bathroom in the middle of. No, you got to. But that's that's exactly what happens with people. They they come home, they turn it on and they do, make dinner. They do their evening and they just have it on. Overall, what do you feel about the pilot now that you've <clears> seen it? <laughs> I am shocked that we didn't get nominated for yeah, anything. I agree. I'm shocked. It's so good. Well, and I the just learned no one so really good. watched it. Like um, um, Lauren was just doing an interview and you guys were up against friends. So it wasn't yeah. like a huge ratings. Like, well, it was, it was one. the CW at that time. It wasn't the WB yet. It was, Oh no, I'm sorry. It was the WB at the yeah. time. So it was a smaller, you know, a smaller net that they were casting out there to, and you know, it was like three, four million. And then we, I think we got up to about 6 million, maybe a little higher than that, but that's, that's a fraction of what friend, the big networks were getting on their hit shows. Like friends was pulling in what 20. Yeah. Something crazy. So did you know you were always going to come back or did you have like 20 episode uh, order? Who me personally? Both. I guess both. <clears throat> well, after I was done the pilot, you know, it was like, see ya. Nice working with you. I had a drink with Lauren, drink with Keiko. I was like, nice working with you. Bye-bye. Uh, and then they came back with an offer of two shows. We turned it down because my manager's like, no, nah, I'm going to get a six-year deal out of this because <gasps> they know they want you. They just don't want to spend the money. It's a small network. They don't have the money. So they're just going to try to, you know, kind of bring you in. That's a, a ballsy play, basis. though. That's a ballsy move. Yeah. It is a, and I was like, really? It's like two episodes. Let's go. And I had a buddy. I had a buddy back in New York uh, who turned yeah. down a huge film that turned out to be a huge career making film for a major movie Ooh. star who became a Ooh. huge movie star to work with a very prestigious director. And he turned it down because he, he said, oh, they're not paying me enough. And I said, are you crazy? Ooh. I said, take the film. That'll launch your entire career. And, and he, he never had a, much of a career after that. I guess so it I, worked for I, you though. So they came back and said, but I would go on my jogs and I was, I'd, I'd think of him like, am I going to be that guy? What am I doing? I got to call my manager. I call her a few times. Say, look, we need to take this. Yeah. I mean, I don't want to be that guy <laughs> that, that, you know, watch somebody else go on to fame and fortune. But, um, so we said no. And then <gasps> they came back with four episodes <sighs> and she goes, and she called me. She goes, they came back with four episodes. I got him. And I'm like, what are you talking about? Are you going to say no? She goes, you damn right. Oh. I'm say no. I said, oh, no, no. Four episodes. Please, let's do it. And she goes, I know what I'm doing. Let me do this. <gasps> and to her credit, and it's really important to have great management. She called Gavin Pallone and she said, give the guy a deal. Oh. You know you want him. He was great. And he's going to be great in the pilot. The chemistry's there. Go get him the money. And he did. Whoa. So she called me, said, come to lunch. She had an envelope. I sat down, opened it. It was a six-year deal. Whoa. It's a good lunch. It's yeah, good, good story. Lunch. Okay, so you kind of knew, all right, I'm, I'm Luke. Yeah. <gasps> yeah. Yeah. I was shocked. Whoa. It was a guest star role. It was like a one-off thing. I was shocked. And this is before the pilot actually aired. This is before everything aired, yeah. Ooh, whoa. I was shocked. Well played, manager role. lady. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Did you pay for lunch? <laughs> I don't think I 
I think I forgot my wallet that day. <laughs> no, she she bought. Oh my yeah. god! Classy person, great manager. All right, babe, we're gonna take a little break now. We're gonna come back with Macy Gray, the extraordinary Macy Gray. Well, we're back, everybody, with the illustrious uh, superstar Grammy-winning, uh, a very rare talent, and it's my privilege to introduce my audience to um, the one and only Macy Gray. Macy, how are you doing today? I'm good. You know, these Zoom things are so, so much pressure, you know, you got right. to background together. Yeah. They're very, very complicated. You know, uh, let me just ask you this. Uh, were, were you aware um, when you wrote uh, I Try, mm-hmm. were you aware how good that song was and the impact that it was going to have uh, on your on on music lovers and on your on your life? No, I actually argued with um, that the head of the label at the time was Polly Anthony and I had a, a huge fight with her about releasing that song because I, I wanted to put out another song. And I, di- I didn't think I'd try was I thought the chorus was too wordy. I thought it had too many words in it and people right. remember. <laughs> yeah, but what a great hook. I mean, it just just grabs you. It's just so great. What a great song. And and did, did you know that it was going to appear, the song was going to play on Gilmore Girls? <laughs> Absolutely not. <laughs> you didn't know. You didn't know. So, so the agent was just sort of licensing the song out to, any, to, to so many different sources, and that's just one place where it ended up. Yeah, you know, they do me like that. Yeah, that's that's a good thing. That's 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 yeah. great. So, tell us a little bit about um, your background and and how you uh, you know came to LA and ended up you know signing a record deal. And I read a little bit about your story and my God, it's, it's so interesting that you signed with what Atlantic and your guy left and they let you go. And you went back home, came back to LA and ran into what Joe solo and, and, and did the, and did those tracks um, and started, started getting a lot of gigs. Well, it was, uh, I I came out here when I was 17 to LA from, I'm from Ohio and I went to USC. That's what brought me out here. And then, and then I, I was always, I had, I had taken piano lessons since I was seven. So, you, you know, I always gravitated toward the musicians for some reason right. at school. And, um, and then long story short, I, I ended up in a jazz band. And then we started playing around town, like hotels, like the Ramada Inn. That was our biggest, our biggest gig time. And then, uh, then after school, um, you know, I really got attached to being in the studios and, and I loved being in bands and, and um, then I was in a rock band. That's where Joe Solo came in. I was in a rock band with him and we okay. played um, all the all the strip and we were doing the Roxy one night. We had the six o'clock slot at the Roxy and um, on a Monday, I think, and there were eight people there and one of them was a guy named Tom Carolan who had stopped in to see the band after us. Because nobody goes to the Roxy at six o'clock. Right, so right. um, for some reason he was there early. He saw us. He came up to me and he asked me if I would showcase for Atlantic. He was at Atlantic Records. Wow. And then I did a showcase and then they find me. And then um, I did an album with Atlantic, but I got pregnant. And, and then um, they dropped me. And then uh, right. uh, I think, I don't know. So then about two maybe two, three years went by and then I got another deal at Epic 
and um, and that that's the the album how life is. I made that album with Epic. Wow. And are you still are you still touring and still gigging uh, uh, here in in Europe? Yeah, I'm obsessed with touring. I, I'm, this last 2020 was so devastating for me because I, I right. didn't to go anywhere. And I, I didn't even feel like myself, you know. Um, <laughs> I didn't know what to do with myself right. when I wasn't like getting ready for a tour or coming home from a tour. And so, are you ramping up right now? Are you rehearsing and and getting the band together and the songs together to to go back out once? COVID sort of subsides a little bit? Yeah, we we uh we just are in the middle of, of finishing up a new album. I've I've actually uh, made my band official. We're called Macy Gray in the California Jet Club. It's the same guys I've been with for about five, six years now, maybe. Right. And Macy, tell us about this foundation that you've been working with that's so close to your heart. Mm-hmm. So my good uh we support families who lose who have lost loved ones due to um, police violence. So we um, help with mental health services, funeral costs. I think a lot of people don't realize the aftermath. You know, you, you hear about um, those stories in the news and the protests, but you know, people don't get the full picture of what goes on after, which is, which is people, you know, moms and dads that just never stop crying, never never heal so uh our biggest thing is mental health services okay macy great having you on great talking to you um the great macy gray grammy winning singer you know or you love her see ya bye-bye okay gang that's it for episode one wasn't that fun and fantastic and isn't this exciting um i hate that it's over but you know what uh let me thank uh, Macy Gray uh, for joining us. Uh, we had a lot of fun with her. And Yannick Truesdale, the inimitable, inevitable Yannick Truesdale, ladies and gentlemen. He's he's a, a kick in the pants, if there ever was one. Um, so make sure you tune in to episode two. That's next one. We've got some great guests coming up for that. Sally Struthers and Rose Abdu. So anyway, guys, do your homework for next episode, uh, episode two with Sally Struthers and Rose Abdu. Um We're going to be recapping Lorelai's first day at Chilton. So go ahead and watch that episode and then uh, tune in the podcast. I am all in. I'm Scott Patterson. Thanks for joining us. Don't forget, follow us on Instagram at I am all in podcast and email us at Gilmore at iHeartRadio.com. Oh, you Gilmore fans, if you're looking for the best cup of coffee in the world, go to my website for my company, ScottyP.com, S-C-O-T-T-Y-P.com, ScottyP.com, grade one specialty coffee. Ah, summer. The best time of the year usually doesn't come with a great deal. Soaring temperatures come with soaring prices. But what if there was another way? With IKEA, your summer plans can last longer than two weeks of vacation and be more affordable. At IKEA, everyone can have lounge chair access. 
No reservations needed. From affordable outdoor furniture to stylish accessories, they have all of the essentials that you need to soak up summer in style, no matter the size of your space. Start planning a better summer with IKEA. It's your outdoor dreams inside your budget. The Elevation with Stephen Furtick podcast was created with you in mind. This is a podcast for those feeling discouraged or needing guidance from God. Together in this podcast, we'll dive deep into scripture, uncover the powerful truths that will help you rise above your limitations and embrace your full potential. We're here to equip you with the tools you need to conquer life's challenges. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart for a year, and what a year it has been. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Make Woke AF Daily your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I used to have so many men. How this beguiling woman in her 50s... She looked like a million bucks. ...scams a bunch of famous athletes out of untold fortunes... Nearly $10 million was all gone. It's just unbelievable. Hide your money in your old rich men, because <laughs> she is on the prowl. Listen to Queen of the Con, Season 5, The Athlete Whisperer, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.